Welcome to Earth Matters on Gila Members Community Radio, KURU at 89.1 FM, and Las Cruces Community Radio, KTAL LP at 101.5 FM. I'm Donna Stevens, one of the hosts for today's program and the Executive Director of the Upper Gila Watershed Alliance, a local nonprofit working to protect the Gila watershed through advocacy, education, and restoration. Today's show is Earth Matters' traditional year-end review, where we look back at 2021 and look ahead to 2022. What a year it has been. Joining me on this program is my Earth Matters co-host, Allison Civic, Executive Director of Gila Resources Information Project, or GRIP, and the Gila Conservation Coalition. We're going to be taking turns asking each other questions. Welcome, Allison. Hey there, Donna. Great to be with you today. And I can't believe it's already just the end of the year. It's the I end know, of the year it's show. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> well, and but it is. So uh, we're yeah, like I said, we're doing our traditional end of the year review. So let's start the show with the issue of mining, which is always important in the Silver City Grant County area. Gila Resources Information Project has a responsible mining program. What do you mean by that? Right. So uh, since 1998, GRIP has worked to ensure that copper mines and other hard rock mines comply with the State Mining Act and other uh, state and federal regulations to ensure that our land, air and water and communities are protected. So um, so really, we're, we're trying to make sure that uh, these um, regulations really are enforced and that we're getting the maximum amount of, um, of protection um, out of these regulations so that our communities are protected. So that's what we mean by responsible mining. Okay. The mining issues here in southwest New Mexico recently received some national exposure. So the magazine The Guardian and the online magazine New Mexico In-Depth reported on the so-called dark side of the clean energy transition. What can you tell us about this? Yes. Uh, so essentially what we're talking about is is really um, uh you know, we are trying to decrease our dependence on fossil fuels and shift to renewables, right? We're trying to decrease our, our um, carbon emissions uh, for climate change. But that also means that we need more uh, metals like copper and nickel and even rare earth minerals um, to um construct solar panels, wind generation, um, electric vehicles. And so really, um, you know, this this article really focused on the fact that um, as we see an increase in demand for these metals that are needed for the clean energy transition, we're also seeing an increase in the number of new mines, uh, expansion of existing mines, a lot more exploration. And and obviously there are um, environmental and community impacts to mining. And I think it's it's often overlooked sort of the um, mining impacts of um, sort of mining these metals for the clean energy transition. So we say, you know, clean, clean energy, but we're forgetting that 
we're relying in many cases on dirty mining to get those uh, those metals. So we were really pleased to be um, featured in this New Mexico in-depth and Guardian story that really highlighted what's going on here in Grant County at um, the Tyrone mine and their expansion and also the Copper Flat mine and and um, and the story actually featured some Grant County and Sierra County residents sort of talking about uh, you know what the impacts are and so our position is that you know we again need to have socially and environmentally responsible mining. We need to um, protect frontline communities, um, indigenous peoples, mine workers, ecosystems, and you know the planet in general. When we are, um, you know, when we're when when we're talking about increased mining for the clean energy transition, and you know, we all know we see it outside our doors. You know, mining um, really um, disturbs and destroys a lot of land and ecosystems. And so that destruction obviously um, hurts ecosystems that, um, you know, are are key to, um, you know, uh, uh, species survival. And we're also in an extinction crisis. So all this stuff is, is connected. So anyway, that's, that's really, we're trying to um, call attention to this and, and really make sure that we're getting um, maximum, um, um, protection at, at these mines as, you know, there's more and more exploration and we've got more expansion and new mines coming online. Yeah, well, that, that's a good segue into my next question for you, Allison. So recently we've seen Freeport Mac Moran mining expansion plans and new exploration projects. Can you give us a quick summary of where these projects stand right now? Sure. So the Little Rock mine that came online, I think somewhere around 2013 or so, um, uh, Freeport is proposing to expand the Little Rock mine um, by 557 acres. Um, That project expansion is not approved yet. Um, There's a discharge permit, water quality discharge permit that just went out for public review within the last couple days. I think comments are due early February. Um, So that that is kind of in the works at, um, at, at Little Rock. And, you know, we've been working with community members who live um, off the um, Red Rock Road who've been worried about impacts to um, like lighting, so dark skies, um, uh, wildlife impacts, um, and, and other environmental impacts. So uh, anyway, so that discharge permit, like I said, is, is going out for public review. So the public comment period is not over yet. And then also at Tyrone, I mentioned earlier um, that uh, Tyrone is expanding and they're proposing a new open pit on the south side of Tyrone, just um, to the west of Highway 90. They're going to have to move the um, Tyrone Thompson Road, which is the road that goes to Borough Mountain Homestead. And there's going to be about 400 acres of disturbance. And the open pit is estimated to be about 600 feet deep and about 200 feet below current groundwater levels right now. So 
the company is saying that this is going to extend the life of um, Tyrone Mine by three to five years. Um, and as you can imagine, the community members are pretty worried about the the, the expansion. The closest resident lives about a half mile away. So people are worried about impacts to their well because to mine that open pit, they're going to have to be dewatering the pit. And, you know, people are worried about, um, you know, um, their wells dropping. They're worried about air quality. They're worried about um, noise, lighting, blasting, all that kind of stuff. So, um, so anyway, that, that um, is, they're, the state has already uh, agreed to hold a public hearing, and that won't happen until sometime early 2022. So a lot going on at Tyrone and just at Chino, just quickly, folks know that Chino came back online at half capacity earlier this year because they were shut down. Folks probably remember that last year in 2020 with COVID, they basically had a big COVID um, outbreak at Chino. So they shut down 100% and then they came back online at half capacity in, in June. And they're going to be doing some upgrades to infrastructure. Um, given high copper prices, they can afford to do these upgrades to infrastructure. And a couple other big projects that are going to um, come out in 2022 or, or um, I guess be submitted Applications are going to be submitted. There's going to, they're they're trying to construct a new tailings pond. Um, uh, the tailings ponds are right there across from Grant the Grant County Airport. So um, a new tailings pond there, just adjacent to the existing one, and then also um, extending the North Lampbright Leach stockpile. So they're going to be creating a new leach stockpile there between the North Lampright stockpile and Highway 152. So all that's coming online in 2022. Um, and I should say um, the company is going to be installing a liner system under that new leach stockpile. So that's, you know, that's a real huge development in terms of, um, you know, the company hasn't, doesn't have anything lined really. And, and so this is really great to have a a liner system there, but it's going to be a leach stockpile. So they want to capture all that copper, right? Um, so, so anyway, that's a good thing and we'll protect groundwater. Yeah, that does sound good. I have, I want to go back to a question about Little Rock and Tyrone. Are those planned expansions all on land that is owned by the mine? Yes, good point. Um, uh, part of Little Rock is BLM, and they were going to do some expansion on Forest Service land, um, but they decided to stop that um, because the NEPA process was going to, going to take too long. So they kind of changed plans. And so uh, it's only going to happen on BLM land and not on Forest Service land. And Emma, um, the Emma Pit, is only on private land. So no public land. Okay, good. Because I remember hearing months ago that some of it might be on forest service land, but right. changed. Right. Okay. Well, um, I have a question now turning a little bit from um, the mining issues that GRIP works on to the Silver City Watershed Keepers program, which you also work on. I understand that that program was really busy in 2021 with new projects and opportunities for volunteers. Can you tell us a little bit about the Stream Stewardship Program? 
Sure. Um, so our stream stewardship program is called Adopt a Stream. So the Silver City Watershed Keepers Adopt a Stream program. And what it does is really empowers citizens to steward our waterways um, by monitoring environmental quality of our creeks Um uh, people clean up litter and also can get involved in restoring um, riparian habitat. And so um, essentially people adopt um, a, a segment of either Silver Creek, PA Creek, or San Vicente Creek, and they make a one-year commitment and they uh um, they can make quarterly observations of their stream segment over the course of the year. And we have this um, new smartphone-based reporter app to make it very easy for people to just kind of log in their, their data. Um, and then also we ask people to clean up litter from their segment two times a year or volunteer on some kind of a restoration or beautification project two times a year. So, um, so that's the commitment to become a stream steward. And we really are just trying to, you know, the silver city watershed is 38 square miles. So as you can imagine, um, you know, we can't be everywhere in the watershed and keeping our eyes and ears on what's going on throughout the watershed. And so we're really trying to build up a cadre of volunteers that can really be going out there and, and, and monitoring what's happening on the ground. And I should say, you know, why is this so important? Well, uh, um, we get all of our water from groundwater. And so what is happening in the watershed um, basically comes down um, our water all collects in, in PA Creek, Silver Creek, and San Vicente Creek. And it's basically San Vicente Creek is a big recharge zone for groundwater. And so um, it's really important that we're, um, you know, uh, making sure that, that uh, you know, there isn't illegal dumping of toxic chemicals, household, household hazardous waste, all, all these things. I mean, cause they all affect ultimately our, our water quality as well as, um, you know, impact, uh, the recreation experience, they impact wildlife. So, um, anyway, we're really trying to, um, get our community to, um, to really take, a take a personal role in, in stewarding the watershed. Okay. That sounds like a really good program. We need to take a short break here, but we'll be right back on Earth Matters on Gila Members Community Radio, KURU 89.1 FM, and KTAL LP at 101.5 FM in Las Cruces. And we'll continue our conversation looking back at conservation issues of 2021. So please stay tuned. <laughs> 